Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. When you go in-house, you're not always going to be surrounded by the best attorneys. If someone goes in-house, the perception of the law firm is they've given up. And this is what you need to do. You need to learn how to get business. I talk to people in business all the time. I'm part of this group where there's all these successful business people and many far more successful than I am. And and they hire, they have these big law firms working for them. Could be examples of DLA Piper and big places like that. And then what they do is they're, they have these attorneys, they're getting these bills from their law firms of thirty to $120,000 a month. And a lot of it is being done by by senior associates and things and inside of these firms or mid-levels. And so they do the math and they're like, oh, why don't I hire this person and pay them 250 or whatever, or 275 or three, they'll pay them and I'll save on these legal fees. What happens all the time, I'm just telling you what in-house attorneys do, is what happens all the time. And again, I've heard this from multiple business owners. What happens all the time is when they hire these expensive attorneys and they bring them in-house, the attorneys come in house and the, the legal bills, their outside legal bills don't change. Many times they go up. So not only are they paying this in-house attorney like two hundred seventy-five or $300,000 a year, but at the same time, their legal bills go up because the in-house attorney starts finding extra work to do and refers it to their firm or to their friends at other firms. And then says, I'm not qualified to do this. It would be malpractice if you had me do this type of thing. And, and, and then figures out basically the in-house attorneys a lot of times will figure out how not to do the work themselves and then to give it to other people. And and that's pretty much what happened. So people, the in-house companies realize that, and then they say, this is crap, and they get rid of them. So on a lot of in-house resumes is when someone goes in-house, they'll take their first job, and they might be there a couple of years, and then there's just like, boom, like all these moves and periods of unemployment. And I'm not, again, I'm just telling you this as an observer. And so this is what happens when people go in-house. And when you go in-house, you're not always going to be surrounded by the best attorneys, there's a lot because a lot of them are giving work to other people. There's a lot less pressure because the important legal work is typically given to outside counsel and and your habits. And no one's watching your work. No, there's not people overseeing your work. The other thing that's very funny is within house counsel is any work that they do, even if it's bad legal work. Outside counsel will always say, this is great or this is amazing because they want to make them feel good and because they want to get more work. And it just doesn't matter. The problem with in-house is that when people lose their jobs in-house, it doesn't matter really where they are. The person could be at the top of their legal department, like the number one or number two people. And the law firms are not interested in them. So I see this all. I used to think like I would have someone contact me that was like the number two person, General Motors. I'd be like, my goodness, this is... What a, this person needs help, of course. And, and then I'd say, let's start with Detroit. And the firms are just nothing. But even though this person might have been sending tens of millions of dollars to four or five firms in Detroit, the firms are just silent. There's just nothing. Like, no thanks. No, we're not interested. Just person's no longer working. And they no, there's just no interest. And again, I'm not criticizing Detroit firms. I'm just giving you an example. It could be, but it's just what happens. And they, law firms are not interested in them. And you would think that the in-house attorney with all their relationships in-house, like all that would matter, but it doesn't. If someone goes in-house, the perception of the law firm is they've given up and what it takes to be a top performer in a law firm. And that's pretty much it. And, and the law firm world is very competitive. I, Gibson Dunn is like one example. I had one attorney in New York with a seven. Well, this is years ago when uh, this was written, but I'm just four million in business. And a firm called and asked what their billing rate. I told them seven hundred fifty or seven hundred eighty-five dollars an hour. 
And the firm, uh, again, this is just a recruiting person inside the firm, but they said it was way too low and got off the phone. But this is a very serious game. And if you step up the fast track of a law firm, it's going to be very difficult to get back in. It doesn't happen. People do are able sometimes to get back. Sometimes patent attorneys that go in-house and have a really good skill can get back in. Sometimes real estate attorneys can get hired. There's some exceptions when you go in-house, but it's rare. And so if you do think going in-house as a senior associate is a good idea, you need to think about this very carefully because if you don't have any business, it may be a good option, but you just don't know. I just want to give you one other thing about in-house and then I'll move on. The problem with going in-house is that it's very political. So companies start, will get, you probably see the news, they get new CEOs all the time. They'll get a new CEO like every six weeks sometimes or every six months or every once or twice. And when a new CEO comes, they typically want their own legal department that's loyal to them. The new CEO will often get rid of the existing legal department. It's nothing that you control. If something goes wrong, like you could have, I'm thinking of the example of the number two person I was representing at General Motors. All that happened to them is there was some complaint about seatbelts malfunctioning or something. And, and there were complaints. And, and so they, even though this person didn't even really wasn't involved in it, General Motors let the whole legal department go, or most of it, that anybody that was associated could have possibly have been tangentially associated with these seatbelts. So just weird things happen when you're in-house, and it's very difficult to have employment security. Imagine losing your job, and, and this is the other thing that's just scary, and I'm not going to talk much more about in-house because that's not the point of this talk, but people like go in-house all the time in weird areas, like they'll go in, like Aurora, Colorado, or Detroit, not a weird area. Or, and, But once you lose your job in some of these areas and you have a house and a family, there's no other in-house jobs. That's sometimes it's very difficult. So this is the most logical thing you can do. If you don't have any business and you're a senior associate, the most logical thing is to give business. It's just the most logical path of action. Instead of feeling badly that you don't have business or complaining or finding reasons not to have business, all you need to do is get business. I don't understand why people don't understand that this is a priority. Once you have business, you're suddenly in control of your career path. It's not that hard. You just have to learn how to do it. If you think it's hard, then you need to concentrate on fixing whatever you need to do with yourself and your outside efforts to get business. And I want to be very clear, but no, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your personality is. It doesn't matter. I, I remember Bill Urquhart, that was one of the founders of, he's no longer alive, but he's one of the founders of Quinn Emanuel. He used to say that, Quinn Emanuel Urquhart, and all, he used to say that the biggest nerd in LA also has the biggest book of business, which is very, again, you're, you, it doesn't matter. If you have business, and you need to start learning earlier rather than later. The story of me talking to the general counsel of Oracle and thinking I could get business is ludicrous. Not the way I was going about it. I, if I'd gone and said, can we have some personal injury cases or something? He would have said, sure, but, but maybe, but you have to learn how to do it. And if you get business, firms are going to be interested in you and you can move and you get where you want. You, when you have business, by the way, you're operating your own business. It's, this is what people don't understand. Like that's so fun about it. You have a million dollars in business. You're doing all the work yourself. So your discussion with the firm is, can I keep 400 or 500,000 in exchange for you giving me an office, a brand and associates to work on a certain man? Can I, no, can I, if I get 2 million, can I keep 800,000? This is your discussion. This is what's so fun. And then if they say no, and you want to go to a firm that has more practice areas because you can refer work to them and make money, this is fun getting business. And it's like having your own business. 
And it's being a general as opposed to a soldier. And this is what you need to do. You need to learn how to get business. This is what every senior associate needs to do so you're in control of your career. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. Why not? This is the whole point, by the way, of being an attorney. You're not, when you go to a big firm and when you're young or whatever firm and get a salary, you're not there to get paid. You are, you think you are, but you're there because you're going to learn how to do this game, which is give business. And you're, first, you're going to learn how to do the work and you're going to do this apprenticeship, which takes about five years, by the way, to get being, to learn how to be most practice areas. And then you're going to, you're going to be in good shape. You're going to learn a craft as an associate. You're going to get good at it. And then you're going to go and you're going to get clients. That's all. That's what everybody's expected to do. That's how the businesses work for hundreds and hundreds of years. And, and so let me just say this again. This is the whole point. Like the point is not to give up and say, I want to go in house early on and be, and have 10 different jobs as an in-house attorney and maybe go through all this. Or the point is not to say, I'm really good at doing my job and are good at my work and I'm, and I'm making this huge salad. No, the point is to be in control of your life and your career and to, to develop a craft and, and to, to be good at something and to understand business. And let me tell you something about understanding business. People hire experts. They don't hire people that do a bunch of different things. So anybody that wants to work with BCG, like it's pretty simple. Like I will represent and get jobs for anyone that's an expert. If you have a very good, I don't care what you do. You might do represent uh, railroads that get sued for accident. I don't know. There's people that do that. But any type of expertise is why people hire you. It's the same thing clients do. People think it's cool to have a bunch of crap on their resume that they've done. Oh, I did IP and I did corporate and I did also did some litigation. And no, you have to have one thing because that's what any client would want. I know people that have brought in some of the largest corporations in the world as young associates and their whole strength was they were able to look like this one guy I told you earlier about representing casinos. That's all he does. But you have to have some sort of expert and he does in a certain type of gaming law. But what does it say about you if you don't have any? So I just want you to understand to get business, you need to be an expert and look like you have a skill in something. Then you need to decide what you want your expertise to be. And once you do that, you're going to be in really good shape. So what does it say about you if you don't have any business? It says a lot. Partners inside of large law firms don't have any business will often say things like, and again, I'm not being critical of them, but I guess I am. They'll say, we only have institutional clients. It may be true, but it's not persuasive. The assumption is if you're really good, you're going to have business regardless of the firm you work at. The best attorneys out there, the people that are experts in things and enthusiastic about the work they're doing are getting referrals and clients are referring them. People are saying, wow. Judges are saying, wow. Other people are saying, wow. Their focus is saying, wow. Their expertise is saying, wow. Everything is. And so if you're good, you're going to get business. You have to be an expert though in something to get business. You have to, and then you have to get out there and tell people about your expertise. You can't just say that I'm this or that or do this. When I was the second year associate, I had plenty of business. The reason I have plenty of business is I've always been the way I'm at. You think I'm taking legal recruiting and legal placement seriously? 
I was doing the same thing when I was an associate. I took everything I did extremely seriously, extremely seriously, like you have to. Who would you want representing you if you had a problem? Who would you want doing your work if you were in a law, if you were a partner in a law firm? Would you want someone that was freaking all over it and the most important thing in the world to them? Or would you want someone that was just not taking it seriously? I take recruiting seriously because that's what I do. You have to take your work seriously. Being in a, as an associate and sitting around and complaining about being an associate and wanting more money and more benefits and being complaining about your hours, that's not someone that takes their work seriously. That's not someone that a partner is going to want to give business to. That's not someone that your peers are going to want to refer business to when they get older. They're going to refer business to the people when they go in-house. They're going to refer business to the people that they saw were freaking all over and serious because that's exactly how they want their work done. Think about it. What would you want? When I was practicing, I had plenty of business when I was young because I took it seriously. Everyone that I ever went to college with or high school or whatever always saw me taking things seriously because they know I do the best I can. I don't give up. I take everything I do very seriously. Now, again, this is not Harrison bragging. I'm just telling you that this is what you need to be if you want to be referable and have people give you business. You don't want to be, you have two types of people. You have complainers, pretty much, and doers. And you want to be a doer or a complainer. If you're a complainer, no one's ever going to refer you business. And you're going to basically be, have a life like that. You can sit around and talk about where you went to law school or whatever, but it's not going to get you anywhere. You need to be, you need to be a doer. And who would you want representing you? Would you want someone representing you that was a complainer? And what would you want? Would you want that? Think about it. Would you want someone representing you that says, oh, yes, I do IP litigation. I also do some corporate work and I like tax. Is that the type of attorney would you want representing you? Or would you want someone that says, I do nothing but freaking tax. I've got an I'm in tax. I love tax. I was doing tax. First, I was a CPA. Then I decided I wanted to go to law school. Then I decided I wanted to get now. Then I've been doing tax ever since. And not only that, I'm interested in, I do nothing but nonprofit tax. That's in your do nonprofit. I can tell you a million ways that I can save you money. This is the type of people that people want to hire. They don't want to hire people that say, yes, I went to University of Michigan Law School. I was ordered the coif. And now I'm working at this big firm doing this and this. And, and, and I also went to this college. No, they don't. Again, this is they want people that are doers and, and out there. So people give work to people that are who take what they do incredibly seriously. This is the side you need to get on if you want to save your career and do well. You need to get on the side of someone that takes their work seriously. You need to be out there writing about it, talking about it and be enthusiastic about it. If you do environmental law, you should be doing everything you can to write about it, talk about it, network with people and get in groups and things and have look like the best freaking environmental attorney there ever was. And that's what you need to do. You need to have enthusiasm. And this is how attorneys get more business. This is what they do. They go out there and they look like they're the experts in something and everyone gives them work. It's just how it works. If you don't, you're never going to get business. I started me. I will work. And I will eat, breathe, and eat, breathe, and sleep this. And he meant it. Meaning this is like, he's taking on like a client and it's like religious proportions. Like he's like all over it. And it's, he's going to do everything he possibly can to make sure that this person gets what they want. Now that's contrast that to a lot of other attorneys that are more wound up with their ego and like how representing a certain client makes them look. And no, you have to, you have to be all over it. And, and I left there to go to a, a firm where I thought my business generating business was uh, valued because I figured, would I be better off in the rest of my career having business or would I be better off going to a firm that had a ton of work? 
as it turned out, I probably would have been better off with the firm a ton of work because I would have generated business anyway. But my choice at that time was to go to a firm that needed, looked like I could bring in business, but I didn't know about the billing rates and other things at that time. But I realized very early on, like meaning right out of the gate, that having business was one of the most important things for me because if I didn't have business, I would be in trouble. And, and it's the most important thing an attorney can do. I'll tell you a quick story too, how important that was. Because I was able to go to a firm and generate business very quickly, I don't know how much work. I had maybe two or $300,000 in business by my third year of practicing law. And, and I knew that it would be at least close to 200 or something if I'd left. I was in a position where I could leave and make just as much money with my own clients very early on. Uh, because I took it so seriously. And I was getting work because of the way I'm so serious. The, I was getting work from people that I'd known from high school and college and not law school yet, but very... Well, actually, no, I did get a case from someone. Uh, trade, but the point is I was getting business early and, and, it, and that gave me security. That gave me the ability to basically walk in as a third-year attorney and decide I wanted to quit when I didn't like the firm and I thought that wasn't good for me. So this is what business gets you. You can take the business many times. You can set your own practice up, which is actually pretty dangerous, but but it gives you the ability to be able to quit and start your own practice or do whatever you want because you have a security that you wouldn't have if you didn't have business. If you don't have business, you have no security. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. It's the most important thing any attorney can have. It's extremely important. If a law firm tells you that you don't need business, that we don't need it, we don't, there's no, we have all these big clients, you should run for your life. It's the most dangerous thing not to have business possible in your career. Everyone needs business. And if you're switching firms, when you get more senior, you may even need portable business. The only thing that a lack of business will get you is an insecure future where you're at the mercy of others. And just so you understand how it works, I have firms all over the country when people are like third to fifth year now asking me if the person has portable business. So people are getting business very early in their career. So if you think it's, you're too young to get business, people are doing it now earlier. And the law firms are asking because they're seeing it. So they're asking, does this person have business? I can't believe it. Like I sit here at my desk and I get every firm, like when firms are asking questions about candidates, I see these questions. And then one of the questions is always, they have business. And I'm like, wow, like they're asking about a third year or fourth year or fifth year. And they're asking that because people have it. And, and so the only thing a lack of business is going to get you is just having an insecure future where you're going to be at the mercy of others. Meaning if you don't have business, I, again, picture this. I'm a third year associate and working in a law firm, and I have basically been able to generate about $300,000 or close to $300,000 in one year for my clients that will go with me wherever I go. I'm unhappy at my firm because it just seems like a freaking horrible place because they were had all these partners that didn't have any work and they were letting them go. So that was very scary for me, just being in a firm where you start and there's 10 partners on the floor and then all of a sudden there's one. 
And you're like, what the hell's going on? This is really not good for my psychology. I'm going to leave. You can do that if you have business. You can, or you can go to another firm. And again, the partner people that made partner Quinn's a much different firm now because eventually they started requiring people to get business because they can't go on forever. A lot of them tried left. Quinn's a nice firm. I don't think they fired them, but they left because they didn't have any work and it was very difficult. And now they're at smaller firms, a lot of them with no business trying to make a living. And uh, and again, a lot of them, when the firm had work, were billing $3,000 a year, 3,000 hours a year for decades. And this firm is all firms eventually will start to change their compensation model, their expectations to give people with business the security and the ones without it, no security. So all these people at that particular firm and as many like it that have, didn't have work were in trouble. And Quinn's a great firm. It's just the reality is this is how the legal industry works. And if you think that your firm has a lot of business and everything's great and you don't need business, I will be 100% clear with you that the sun does not shine forever. The same thing happened at Quinn. It happens at every firm. And even if things are really good, it's always, always changes. And firms will allow you to feel secure and believe that you can do lots of work for them as long as it suits you. As long as it suits them, but it just never lasts forever. If you don't have business, firms are have so much control over you. They can pay you what they want within reason. And this is literally a true story. Like I received phone calls from partners and in, in major firms. Now, when I say major, I'm talking about big firms. Like a lot of times, they're Midwestern firms and things that have offices in LA, and there's just different kind of expectations. But making and this is again an older article, so it would be like maybe 300, 250 or something, but, but not very much. They pay them less than many junior associates in firms. And they do that because they can. They, I told this story, I think last week, but I once saw a Los Angeles firm offer a real estate partner. This is when real estate was very slow, which was when the interest rates were very high in the early 2000s and pay them $60,000 a year. So. I remember asking that firm, are you kidding? And they said, no, we're the only firm with any work and we can pay them whatever we want. I just, if you don't have business, you get, it's very hard for people. I've seen people get divorced, many people without business. I've seen people have like psychological, major psychological problems because of it. Like people that were very put together, suddenly it's the game, man. It's just, if you're not paying the game, then it's it's it catches up with you and it always catches up with you again i have so many like stories of people that that just were thought they were okay and just did the work and impressed people being soldiers and then without business this is what happens and if you don't have any business you just don't have any power you can't move firms you can't forecast your future compensation you could be asked to leave at any time you can be pushed around and treated poorly they can cut your compensation there's nothing you can do I remember there was a, a guy, and this is again, this is a, these are old compensation models. So now it'd probably be, I don't know, 400 or 500 because this is a long time ago. But I remember this guy was living in a 200, he was living in a 600 square foot studio apartment with his wife in downtown Los Angeles, making $200,000 a year. But that, and basically think about that now, he'd be making probably 500 or something, or maybe a little bit more and living in the same type of apartment. But he would eat packaged noodles for lunch to save money on the weekends. It was funny. His wife would come in and, and she would cook noodles and things for him. It was just, but he would eat packaged noodles. And I was like, why, why are you living like this? I just, I was like, why, what's going on? Like, why are you living in this? He was a guy that originally, I think, been at Paul Hastings. And, and I said, why are you living like this? And he said, because I've been doing this long enough to know that I could lose my job any day. 
and not be able to find a new one. I don't have any business. So he was basically trying to save everything he made. And the only security you're ever going to truly find comes from getting business. Teaching you how to get business is not what I'm going to talk about today. But I just, I do need to really emphasize this point for you. If I get through to you and make you understand that this is the only thing that matters, then you're going to hopefully change because of this and change your outlook. And and the only way to really want anything is to really want to get business, just so you understand that. So I'm trying to put a fire in your belly. I hope you appreciate it and understand. And because you need to want something to want to get it. No one's going to encourage you and your firm to do this because they need soldiers. The partners need soldiers. They don't need people that are first and second year attorneys bringing in business. They need people that they can give work to that are going to work hard and make them money. They don't care about your business, but the ecosystem does something bigger than you does. And the ecosystem needs it. So no one is going to tell you this. The only way to really do this is to really want to get business. If you want, again, I would recommend reading a book like Think and Grow Rich because I talk about this a lot. There's a chapters about persistence, about visualizing what you want and things. You need to have some sort of system in place to really give yourself a white, to work yourself into a frenzy to want to get business. Because if you don't do that, you're going to be in trouble. And to really want business, to really, really want to have business, you really want to be an attorney. Do you want to be an attorney? Because if that's the job of an attorney, a job of an attorney is to have clients. It's not to do work for other people the rest of your career. I believe the job of an attorney is to have clients and work for clients. Now, maybe your client is an in-house company. Maybe it's the government. You work for the government. But if you want to do the best you can and you really want to be an attorney, I would think you're, you need to make sure that you prioritize this. And this is what everyone does. Everyone that's got business starts out at firms and they may have... Um, when they're young associates and they just get out there and they start meeting people and they prioritize it and they schedule it and they really want it. And and if you really want something, you're going to look for opportunities. You need to influence, by the way, your subconscious mind. You need to, you, you just need to take care of your mind. Basically, that means things like affirmations and thinking about it, writing down your goals and all this stuff. And, and the ones who want something are the ones that get it. That's all there is to it. You have to want it to get it. At one point, you probably wanted to get into a certain college. You wanted to go to law school. You wanted to get into a firm. This is what you need to want. You need to want to have business. And it's extremely important. I know I've done classes teaching attorneys how to get business. And, and pretty much the people that, you know, that I'm, I can teach them, teaching you right now. Um, but I, I've taught you, I teach how to network, how to be seen as a giver as opposed to a taker and how to be found by potential clients and more. And that's the other thing. Like if you're a taker, you're in trouble. You need to basically be seen as giving more than taking. And that's what people need to see you as a giver. Like you have more value you're, than you're taking and, and you need to be found by potential clients. Meaning someone with that legal problem needs to be able to find you. And, and so that's why you have to be an expert. And, and then you need to be seen. So you need to be out there networking and people need to know what you do. But this is it. That's really all there is. I just taught you just now what you need to do. But, but the real reason people took these classes, got business, it's not because of Harrison Barnes. No, it's not. I have nothing to do with it. The reason they did is because they're the ones that wanted business. They took a, they paid me $2,800 or whatever I could charge to take a class. And these people got business because they really wanted business. That's it. It's not that maybe they learned, of course, they learned what I taught and I had a lot to teach, but the reason they got business is because they wanted it. They're willing to pay for a course and do the work and listen and consider and write things down. It's as simple as that. The ones that want business uh, is the one that, that does it and do it. This is what you need to understand. You need to want this. And just, I don't, 
know how much else to emphasize it, but it's going to make you happier. It's going to put you in the zone when you start getting business and really liking your job and being excited and having all this stuff and not feeling like a soldier. It's no fun being a soldier. When you're a soldier, you're, you might be like sleeping in the rain for three days, like while the generals are in some tent somewhere drinking cognac. It's just, it's a different existence in strategizing about what they're going to do with their soldiers. It's more fun being a general and it's just better. And that's what you need to do. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.